Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. It's a brand new Flyers Daily for January 1st. Welcome to 2023, Flyer fans. As the Flyers are coming off a 4-2 win over the Los Angeles Kings, their first back-to-back wins since back on November 5th and November 8th when they beat Ottawa in Ottawa 2-1, and then they beat the St. Louis Blues 5-1 at Wells Fargo Center. Of course, they won on Thursday night in the return against San Jose 4-3 in overtime and then a 4-2 win over the Los Angeles Kings yesterday late afternoon. Some specifics from the games. Now, here's who you're going to hear from in the show first. You're going to hear from head coach John Tortorella, get his thoughts on the win, and then you're also going to hear from Noah Cates, who joined Tim Saunders and Steve Coates uh, off the ice after the game. He ended up with the game-winning goal, a shorthanded one, and the seventh shorthanded goal for the Flyers this year. That's tied at the top of the NHL with the Vegas Golden Knights. It's been a big catalyst for the Flyers of late. They did go down one nothing in the game. 5-1-3 power play goal by Adrian Kempe. Uh, 9-46 into the first period. Scott Lawton answered with a power play goal for the Flyers. They beat Jonathan Quick high glove. That is something that you'll hear a couple of times here as we recap the game. Philip Deneau then scored on a breakaway 57 seconds later to give uh, LA the 2-1 lead. Deneau's 12th of the season. That would end the first period down 2-1. Flyers in the second period get the only goal of the period, 9-0-2 in. It's Owen Tippett, a 5-on-5 goal, where he kind of just kind of undresses a defender of the Los Angeles Kings, slips around him. James Van Riemsdyk slides from out in front of Jonathan Quick. That defaults Quick low into a butterfly. Does not get his glove up, however. It's resting on the top of his pad. And Owen Tippett, we know he can shoot. Does a great job of exploiting that high glove on the short side once again. So that's where Quick gets beat for a second time. Head to the third period. Flyers on the PK. And you'll hear John Tortorella talk about this in a minute, that Brad Shaw was talking about driving offense on the penalty kill in their pregame meeting. We've heard Torts talk about that on this podcast yesterday, about an aggressive approach, not only on the PK, but in all situations. And Noah Cates here while his, his play didn't look particularly aggressive in his movement up the ice, it was Nick Sealer and then Patrick Brown who got on their horse and busted it from their D zone and joined the rush. And what that did was it pushed all the L.A. defenders back deeper into the zone and allowed Noah Cates to have the time that he had just inside the blue line of the Los Angeles Kings. And eventually he reads the Patrick Brown screen Again, quick defaults low and gets beat where? High glove. All three goals he gave up were all high glove, all on plays where he defaulted low because his vision was taken away. Now, Flyers goaltending coach Kim Dillabaugh spent many years in Los Angeles working under Bill Ramford, who's the longest tenured goalie coach in the NHL, 16 years. And he was a big part, a development goalie coach, when Quick came into the league. He knows his game really well. I've talked to Dilly about Quick quite a bit. And that's the situation with Jonathan Quick. He's an incredibly explosive mover on both his skates, on his edges, and on his knees. And he's comfortable playing on his knees because he can move so well from those positions in the butterfly with butterfly pushes and slides. And when his vision's taken away, he automatically defaults there, leaving that high area of the net open. Dilly gets a game puck from me for the pre-scout knowing that that was an area the Flyers could could exploit, but only if they were able to create enough traffic around him 
to take away his vision and take away his vision in particular of the release. And they did it. On all three goals, they were all scored short side, high glove, all taking away vision and the ability to see the puck at release. That's a huge element to this game. Travis Konechny then gets the fourth goal. It's an empty netter. His 18th of the season. Noah Cates with a multi-point game. The game-winning goal and an assist on the empty net goal. Lawton with a power play goal and an assist. Also, Owen Tippett with an assist and a goal. And the Flyers skate off with a 4-2 win. Now, I don't want it to get lost in everything I just talked about. You'll hear Torts talk about it as well. The goaltending of Samuel Urson. Uh, Sam Erson was great in the game, made several really big stops at key times, those key segments, those situational times in a game. I thought he was excellent for the Flyers, calm as they come back there, did a very nice job, did his job, and he gets his first NHL win. So congratulations to Sam Erson, who picks up his first NHL win. Rasmus Ristolainen got the, uh, uh, the, the player of the game from the fellow players on the team. After this one, he was just a machine on the one penalty kill in particular. I think he blocked four shots on one penalty kill. Made some big plays, made some big hits, and didn't skate himself out of position. Didn't chase plays. Took things as they came to him. Maybe his strongest game as a member of the Flyers. And Owen Tippett. As, as nice as that goal was from Owen Tippett and the release, we know that about his game, that he can shoot the puck and he's got touch and he's got a good release. But I thought as important as that goal was some of the plays that he made in the neutral zone and in particular the D zone. He's a really good skater and a guy that can get up and down the ice. If he can just be taught those elements of where to be, where to go, and how to defend, he can become a good 200-foot player that's got high-end scoring touch. He played an excellent hockey game. There were good performances up and down the Flyers lineup. But in particular, I thought that, that Tippett really jumped off the page in that game last night. And Flyers get a win as a result of everybody chipping in and getting goals in four different ways. A power play goal from Scott Lawton, uh, a Five-on-five goal from Owen Tippett, a shorthanded goal from Noah Cates, and an empty net goal from Travis Konechny. You'll take the win. Here's the Flyers head coach, John Tortorella, after the win. We play hard. You know, we we may not do right things at certain times and uh, may have struggles here and there, but we play hard. And I think if you continue to do that, you find a way to get some results. We've talked a lot about the penalty kill and how productive that unit has been, especially Travis Konechny and Scott Lawton, but how pleasing is it? see that that mentality is also rubbing off on someone like Noah Cates. Yeah, and the big play is, and no one probably knows, it seals joining the rush. He, he makes it an odd man rush. It's something Shawzi talked about today in our meeting, was wanting to try to keep scoring, killing penalties, and, and our defensemen joining in. That's what backs him off, because seals uh, has the wherewithal to get up the ice, throw a puck to the net, and never know what happens. And, uh, uh, yeah, so we find a way. Second win for Sam Emerson in his third NHL game, I guess. How impressed have you been with just the effort that he's been able to put out and the fact that he's kept you in some of these games? Very calm. Uh, again, going going from the Carolina game when it was a little bit, a bit of a, bit of a struggle, take him out, put him back in. Uh, I, I think he is, uh, I think he's shown his mind. Uh, and I'm not going to speak on the technical stuff. I know nothing about it, but I think he's shown his mind as far as how he can handle himself in a very important position for this team. So 
Good for him. He's played very well. You've spoken a lot about Owen Tippett trying to solidify his identity as a power forward. His assists on Scott Lawton's goal, his goal himself. How much more are you seeing that lately? Yeah, he's been, you know, every time we talk about Tip, is he consistent? Uh, I, I think he, more and more, that he's putting some games in a row here where he's played consistent, not just on the score sheet, but he's done some checking. He made a, had a great back check tonight uh, in the third period. I think it was on Campe and uh, he's done the other things too. So the, the key for Tip is he's got to keep on doing this. And, and, I, and there's more there. Uh, he'll improve as a player too as he starts understanding things. John, is Erson kind of this third start been more settled or has he always been calm throughout? Who? Your goalie. I don't know the our goalie. I'm just learning about him right now. I mean, he's only played three games. And, uh, he, he was our best goalie in camp. I'm new to the team when camp starts and uh, hurt last year, uh, didn't play a lot. Uh, I think they've done, again, I think our minor league system works again for a, a young goalie down there, gets a ton of minutes. From what I understand, I'm talking to Lappy and Chuck has played very well. Carter gets banged up here a little bit. Uh, uh, Sandy's sick. He gives him an opportunity and uh, I think he has seized it and uh, hopefully he can continue to go. Kind of a tough situation on that first goal because it was a five-on-three with the rookie goaltender. Yeah, yeah, it it, it, it it hits him. It just gets through him. But I, I thought he the thing I the thing I liked about it just from a guy that doesn't know a lot about the position, I just just his demeanor. He just looked calm. And during the game, he ate the pucks. They weren't bouncing off him for rebounds. Uh, I just think he's grown as he's gotten the minutes as as he's played here. Torch really likes that calm demeanor of Samuel Arson and the way he just kind of carries himself on the ice. And it's something that I talked about quite a bit in kind of watching Arson in the preseason and then also talking to him. We had him here on the podcast back in the preseason, just the way he approaches the game from a very calm perspective. And that, a lot of times, just the demeanor of the goaltender can help the players in front of him as well. Feel confident in the guy back there. Got to make saves, no doubt about it. He did that, but it's also the demeanor in which he made him and the way he doesn't panic. I think that was a big thing. So, yeah, good game for Samuel Erson. Good game for Noah Cates to end a 20-game uh, goalish drought. He gets the game-winning goal, and he had a chance to catch up with Tim Saunders and Steve Coates after the game. Noah Cates gets his first goal in 21 games. Uh, Catesy, if you're going to end a drought, boy, that's the way to do it. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, we, I needed that personally, and, uh, you know, another big goal for the team. Um, you know, on the kill, uh, it's been big for us, you know, just getting momentum, and, uh, you know, if we can put the puck on the net and uh, provide a goal, that's huge for us. You made the big leap from college hockey to the Flyers. Where do you feel your your progress is right now? Uh, yeah, you know, it's a big difference just with, you know, the amount of games and, um, you know, the, the back-to-back games or, um, you know, every other day. So, you know, I'm just trying to work hard every day, um, you know, learn from these good pros and, um, you know, do whatever it takes to help this team win. Um, you know, I've been in a lot of big situations and a lot of good opportunity for me, and, you know, I'm just trying to help this team and, uh, you know, grow my game. Casey, that's a big enough jump for anybody to go from the college ranks to the NHL, but you're on a you're, – you've changed positions. You're centering the top line. You've been given up so much responsibility. Uh, you've got to be thrilled with how this first season in the NHL has gone so far for you personally. Never mind the team's lack of success. This has been a big step forward in your career. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, obviously very grateful for, for so many opportunities and, you know, to get to play with um, you know, some of our top guys. But, um, you know, as well as I've been doing, you know, if the team does, you know, just a little bit better, um, you know, that'll help every individual on this team. So um, team success brings individual success. And, um, you know, we've kind of had a good start here um, after the break. Um, a little more energy, a little more life from this team. And, um, you know, we're not, we know we're not out of it. We're, we're a good, hungry team. Um, we've been in a lot of close games, and just a little more, little extra effort will, will put us over the top here uh, the second half. Are you getting a lot more comfortable now in, in the, your new position as far as face-offs is concerned? Yeah, you know, definitely trying, uh, working on stuff, talking to, you know, the veteran guys are helping me a ton, um, you know, just with the little things and, um, you know, just giving me confidence. So I uh, can't say enough good things about some of the guys on this team and, um, you know, just how good, how good a pro is there and just trying to, um, you know, take what, take what they do every day and, uh, you know, put that to my game. You can hear the sense of relief in Noah Kate's voice after getting that goal. That was a big one for him. He can kind of let it go now. The collar and the streak of not scoring a goal is now in the rearview mirror. It's a big goal to boot and uh, can move forward now and start chipping in a little bit more offensively. We talked to Torts about his offensive game in yesterday's episode. He goes out today and he gets a goal. So maybe I should talk to Torts more about that. Uh, But good win for the Flyers. And I know that this is, for a lot of fans, this is conflicting that they won, and they've won back-to-back games. And you see what Connor Bedard is doing in the World Juniors and in this draft with Bedard, Fantilli, Michkov, and all these guys, and you want to draft at the top of the draft. And, and I do too, you know. But I don't want to draft at the top of the draft as a result of Owen Tippett failing, of Morgan Frost failing, of Ivan Provorov playing poorly, or Travis Konechny not rebounding, or Carter Hart either being injured or not playing well, or Sam Arison not coming up and playing well, or all of these different elements, Scott Lawton. Because if you want to be the worst team in the league, you in essence have to root for those guys to fail because that's what it takes. So I know it's conflicting at this point, and we'll see where the team ends up. Just remember, though, that Colorado back in – 2017 had the worst record in the league by 20 standings points. They ended up drafting fourth. It's still only a, what, 18% chance that you get the number one overall pick with the worst record? I think it'd be worse to have that highest percentage chance of 18%, which means an 82% chance you don't get the number one pick, but and have all those players fail to get there than it would be to not have some of these guys rebound and help set you up for the future. And roll the dice, and you see where the lottery balls land. And in this draft, you're going to get a good player. Are you going to get Bedard? God, we'd love to. Are you going to get Fantilli? Sure, I'd love that too. But we'll see how that plays out. So I know it's conflicting, and I'm conflicted as well. But I'm going to enjoy a last win of 2022. And going to head into 2023 with some optimism that some of the pieces are here, and we'll see where it goes from there. We got a calendar year to see. We know where they are right now on day one of 2023. Where will they be at day 365 of 2023? That's the question. We'll find out. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Enjoy your New Year's Day. We'll talk to you tomorrow on a brand new Flyers Day. It doesn't matter what I say.
so far. 